Hi, I'm Julie, one sober chick. Welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I am here today without my heartmate in Cookville, or I think I heard someone say Cookville, mm -hmm. at Tennessee with two of our favorite listeners, Kat and Amanda. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We just had an awesome meeting at your home group, which was called the... Thankful Contemplation Group. Thankful Contemplation Group. It was so awesome. What a great group. They really are. It was really warm and inviting and lovely and personable and the yes. energy was really good. A lot of laughing and um, acknowledging. It was yeah. awesome. We're not a glum lot, as they you say. You are not. <laughs> that would totally be my home group if I lived down here. Whoops, let's turn off the notifications. <laughs> So Amanda, you had a really awesome, we had dinner last night and you had this really awesome idea for a podcast, although you didn't present it that way, about all of these like weird ass terms that we have in the rooms when as a newcomer, you're like in the rooms, inventory, being of service, 13th stepping. Yes. Yes. There's yeah. so many things that people say in meetings that just rattle right off their tongues. And as a newcomer, you're just sort of, okay, I guess I'll learn that eventually. And it, it does, I think, in a sense, whenever you have a shared a shared uh, purpose, you have a shared terminology that you use for that shared purpose. I'm a scientist by trade, so I'm very familiar with jargon. You know, jargon can be really important for communication, but it can help you feel outside also when you're mm -hmm. new to the rooms. Um, so getting up to speed on 13th stepping or I'm going on a 12 step call or, you know, is he one of us or is it part of the fellowship or Ooh, so I'm, good. I'm trying to think of other, other terms that we use. Mm, there's so many. There, there really are. And, yeah. Um, and so you're, you're trying to keep up and you're trying also to feel like part of, because that's such an important part of your recovery is being part of that community. Um, and uh, I know that I got up to speed so much faster than I would have if I had just gone to the rooms um, by listening to your podcast with Lisa hmm. and hearing you guys talk and learning what things meant. Like I learned, I learned what 13th stepping was <laughs> from what? your podcast. We didn't teach you that. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. <laughs> and, you know, I also learned from friends and, and from the rooms themselves, but, you know, it just kind of, it kind of got me up to speed and, and. It made me realize, like, no one actually talked to me that much in the first couple of weeks I was in, in the rooms um, about getting a sponsor and what a sponsor was. You guys taught me that and, um, and made me go, oh, I need to start looking for a sponsor, which actually took a little while because, as you saw this morning, mm -hmm. there are women in the rooms, mm -hmm. um, but there's not a lot of women with a lot of sobriety in those rooms. Um, so it took a little time for me to find, to find somebody. So, um, but you made me determined. Like, I might have been like, I need a sponsor, and waited for one to just appear at my feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> here's your sponsor. Um, oh, that would be so much easier. <laughs> yes, it would. Neon sign. This yeah. is her, this is him. So I started going to meetings, and I started mentioning it to people, and I, you know, just, just kind of pushing it until I was able to get in contact with Jeannie, uh, our current sponsor. Yeah. Oh, you have the same sponsor? We do. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It's so funny, because I entered the program um, January 2019, and then took her to her first meeting in June. Thank you for that. was amazing. Thank oh, you. <laughs> was it this group? Was it Thankful yeah. Contemplation? Yeah, it was. And so I had a little bit, like... 
two seconds more sobriety than Amanda. Um, and so when she said, hey, I'm going to get a sponsor. Do you want me to see if she'll sponsor you too? I was like, you are going about this way faster than I am. <laughs> I need to catch up. Yes, please. <laughs> so she like got two at the same time, your yeah, sponsor. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And uh, it's been such an amazing journey. We're like about to get our 12th step done. We're so close. Oh my gosh, you're so fast. Oh, That's she, awesome. She didn't want us to dally. She was like, let's just get through the steps and you can always do it again later. But she was like, quick and dirty, let's do this. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to delay us in any way. And I'm like, I have a lot of character defects left. And she's like, that's okay. Move along. We'll work on that later. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, we spent about two hours on the fifth step. And I mm-hmm. just remember saying to her, I'm like, I still, I still have some unfinished business here. And she's like, you know, let's talk about the big stuff. And we'll get that st- that stuff that really is eating your lunch and then mm-hmm. as time goes on we can do it more and um that's been really great she's been a, a wonderful guide and she's also one of those really calm people um mm-hmm. I tend to be very frenetic Cat's C- very calm but I'm like mm, I'm a little bit of a spaz <laughs> and so Jeannie has that okay now we're gonna do this and also, I'm just so, I was so eager to get it right, you know, mm. because I'm a student and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm on the third step. And she's like, oh, no, you're not. Let's mm-hmm. go back. I love that. Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> Start at the beginning. So she, she really calmed, you know, calmed me down and, and was really good at the, um, you know, the, my tendency towards perfectionism and, you know, all the things that we do as AAers, you know, that uh, we come in sort of ready to fail, you know, mm-hmm. and, and looking for failure and expecting failure. And she just took all of that off the table yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. She's been such an amazing thing. So if you're out there listening and you don't have a sponsor, go get you one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go get somebody who's got Absolutely. what you want. Absolutely. You cannot get going on that train down the tracks until you have your sponsor mm-hmm. so you can do the steps. Absolutely. I like too that she said to you, it's not like a one time, one and done. Like you're not supposed to feel like, okay, I've done my fifth step. Everything's out. Now I'm done with that. Then I go to six then I go to seven. It's like an ongoing process because the more sober we are, the more crazy we realize we were. So then mm-hmm. stuff pops up at six months, nine months. I know for me, I get creepy around my date. Like I just get weird. Mm -hmm. And when sponsees will be creepy, I'll say, when's your one year coming up? Or when's your date? Even if they're one month sober, when's your date coming up? And often it'll be next week or in a couple weeks. I'm like, there you go. It's almost like the body has memory or the spirit has memory and it starts to get weird around our dates, at least in my experience. Like maybe it's giving you things to work through or something like that. Yeah, it's almost like a remember when. Like it's like, okay, we have an anniversary coming up. And it's, I don't know about for you, but I feel like a totally different person. Like I look back on the things I did and said and the ways I behaved and I'm like, who is that crazy Mm. chick? Like, and so I think it's almost like for me, I feel like there are two parts of me and around those dates, like you said, they Mm. kind of, they kind of duke it out. That's good. I (laughs) like that. So it's like, oh, it's like that old overused analogy, like two wolves inside of a person. And so like, you got to just keep feeding the good one. Yeah. Yeah, it it was. Cat uh, is 
gave me that analogy and she's like what would you name your alcoholism in, in the back of your head and I sort of had this picture of a gremlin like from the 1980s mm-hmm. movie that big green monster mm-hmm. he's like hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you mm-hmm. go drink you deserve it you know you don't want to feed it after midnight <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in recovery a while it shrinks back into that cute little gremlin that it was before you, you fed it after midnight or whatever it is that you did to it and but it's still there and it's still yeah ready to be fed at any moment and uh so I think of that little thing riding on my shoulder sometimes and sometimes it has a little bit more power over me than it should mm-hmm. and the an- and and the anniversary effect is true of any trauma um oh. it's something that it's something that we talk about a lot in, you know related to PTSD so and maybe it's not trauma just maybe it's any kind of spiritual experience that you have that's life changing there's that's an anniversary good. effect so so when you go into the rooms for the first time, when you face your alcoholism for the first time, that that's maybe not a trauma because it's such it's such a positive thing in the long run, but it is soul moving. It is soul crushing or whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a major change. It's a major shift in your perspective, and you're looking out of your skull in a new angle. Yeah. And trauma does that too. It has that same effect, and so maybe that's why. Because I know that when I reached the anniversary of a trauma I experienced, um, right there's like a two-week period before and after where I'm not myself. And sometimes I'm like, you know, I, and it's not because I'm thinking about it, but I'll be like, I just, I'm not, blah, you know, yeah, and mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about it. Your body's doing that for you. Exactly. It's it's such a visceral uh, thing, these things we're talking about. Like, when I showed up in the rooms for the first time and said, hi, my name is Kat and I'm an alcoholic, I've just started gushing tears immediately. Like, that will be forever etched in my memory, just Mm -hmm. like a few few other dates, too. So. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think the first time I said, hi, I'm Amanda, I'm an alcoholic, I'm like, I'm I'm not... (laughs) Yeah. So party party goes, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> Your gremlin was like, <laughs> well, you can hear it sometimes in meetings the way people qualify. Hi, oh, yeah. I'm so and so, and I have a compulsive addiction to alcohol. Like, they'll go around it any way they can. Mm. Um, I'd rather someone say, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, awesome, you're in the right place. Yeah. But, you know, that's being judgy. Like, I wish you would change the way you speak to so that it suits what I want you to say. So, Wait, we can't do that? <laughs> I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to, to want for someone to, to, be, to have their own truth, to face their own truth. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't want them to say it differently, but you're like, come on, yeah. you've got this. Because admitting it is such a big step and mm-hmm. you want... Um, it's 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 the joy I think like you said I think you said something about this morning that the joy is uh, there's so much joy in seeing people get better in the rooms yeah and so you want that for them but you can't want it more, more than, than they, they do. do yeah and you can't make it happen but you still sit there and hope for it you know yeah. you know you yeah. want that to to come true for them because it is such a positive and wonderful thing mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of people in our meeting that um, got sober just about the same time as me. And um, I, it's hard for me to see my own progress, but I see mm. theirs. I see theirs, and that's joyful. Yeah, that is. It is. Hmm. It really is. Though, of course, I don't want to hinge my sobriety on theirs in any way, shape, or form. So if they relapse, I don't want to – I mean, it's going to be sad. There's there's no way around it, but um, I hope that that joy will continue. Yeah. 
So did you want to talk a little bit about those terms and what they mean for someone that may be listening and having no idea what our terms are? What got you first, Kat? Okay, there was so much when I first went into a meeting. I was like, this feels like half of a foreign language. But um, uh, let's see. So we talked about 13th stepping. Which is? Which is... Amanda, tackle that one. Uh, it's basically dating someone out of the rooms. It's like uh, finding your mate in the room. So yeah. Looking for your mate in yes. the room. That's or asking somebody stepping. out. Yes. And what's in the rooms? What in, do we mean by that? In the rooms is basically any AA meeting. I guess that would also count for NA meetings yeah. or OA meetings. Any, any uh, anonymous meeting, you're in the rooms or any 12-step meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some meetings are closed meetings. There's closed meetings and open meetings. Uh, closed meetings means that everyone in the room identifies as uh, someone who wishes to stop drinking. So we won't say identifies as an alcoholic because the only requirement for membership is the desire to stop drinking. Nice. But uh, then the open meetings, uh, people can come in who don't necessarily identify as someone who wants to stop drinking. So. Um, a lot of times people will bring spouses and um, maybe children um, who can come into the meeting and learn a little bit more about what these AA meetings are all about, which I think is important because, mm-hmm. you know, if suddenly you're spending a lot of time outside of the house at these meetings, I got to go to a meeting, you know, it's, it's this for people who love you, it might seem odd. It's a little jarring at yeah. first. I, yeah. I experienced that a little bit in my marriage as well. So. Um, so it's nice that there are those open meetings where you can invite people, like even your best friend, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this person sitting next to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, if somebody's unsure, you can bring them in and be like, well, just sit here and you don't have to say anything yep. or identify. Mm-hmm. What's the seventh? Like when people say we're going to take our seventh tradition now. Ah, yes. So so the 12 traditions are, I haven't memorized those, um, but they are, yeah, they're the (laughs) traditions that um, uh, Bill W. came up with uh, to keep AA alive, basically, to keep it from self-destructing, because the inmates run the asylum around here, you know, so it's sort of to keep us from doing that. The seventh tradition is that we support ourselves through our own contributions. We do not look for any financial assistance elsewhere. So the idea is that there is no no, nothing to you, there's no um, attempt to profit from being a member of AA or being part of AA. So um, we uh, throw the basket around Mm -hmm. and uh, put in money. And it also means no one can have their hooks in us. So if we're not financially dependent on any outside source, then Mm -hmm. we... These inmates get to run their own asylum, nobody else. Yeah, so we don't have to endorse anyone. You don't have to say, and oh, well, I sit here and drink this, uh, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever. I hope I didn't say anything wrong on your podcast. But, no. You know, I am sober. You know. <laughs> and you don't have to contribute to the 7th when the basket goes by. Right. It's no pressure. It's just to pay for coffee and cookies yeah. and rent and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yep. And you can you... also get change out of the basket. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, yes. It feels tacky the first time you do it. I'm like, I'm going to put a fiver in here, but I do want those four ones back. That's yes. okay. Yeah. Nobody looks at you weird if they, if you don't have the cash that day or yeah. if you, you know, and, and it's actually funny because one time I didn't have cash for like a week. So I put in a $5 bill to pay for the last mm-hmm. week of coffee. And someone was like, do you want cha- do you want change? <laughs> so they they actually were really sweet about it yeah. to make sure that I wasn't you know just doing it um, out of obligation, which yeah. I thought was really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Though I, I, there's a, a speaker that I heard say that when he saw the baskets in the rooms, he said, uh-oh, that means church. Mm. And church means anything that's fun is a sin. Mm. <laughs> Good connection. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No. And in, in AA, I think if we have a lot of fun in there. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other terms that kind of got me. Um, Can you think of any? Inventory was a big one. Inventory. Like when people talk about an inventory, that's the fourth step. What's the fourth step? It's an inventory. <laughs> so you write down fears, harms, sex conduct, and uh, resentments. Mm-hmm. Um, making an amend, giving an apology to someone who you've wronged, mm-hmm. either in the moment or following up. Yeah, I remember someone talking about I needed to behave in a way to prevent an amend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, what? What was that? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to prevent a what? You know, so. I think about that so much these days. Yeah. Like, that's really shut me up so many times. Mm. <laughs> that's an amend waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. man. I'm just like, keep your mouth shut, cat. You can do <laughs> it. And you'll ha- you won't have to, like, eat crow later and be like, I am so sorry I said that. <laughs> we yeah. have chips, and they're not, like, potato chips. Mm. Chips are to mark people's uh, clean time in recovery. Yeah. And like you different said, groups have different ones. We have twenty four hours up to eleven months. Some groups do really? nine, six, three, two, one. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Every month of the year. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you get like a little collection. Yeah. <gasps> so the, at your one year, you yeah. receive your twelfth chip. The crow in me really likes the idea of all those shiny things. I know. Like and they're all different <laughs> colors, like pink and blue and green and gold and red That's awesome. and yeah. Oh, I kind of love cool. that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It, it's funny now that I've had my, gotten my six-month chip from my group. It's like when... You have to wait till what now, nine? I have to wait for a year. Oh. So I'm like, uh, no oh, dang no it. Or I'll make you a chip. <laughs> I mean... Or I'll, I'll, mail, I'll mail them to you every month. <laughs> I want recognition. <laughs> uh, it's actually neat that I'm actually at the point now where I'm not counting days. Wow. Yeah. Like someone asked, how, cool. how much time yeah. do you have? I'm like, ah. Uh, I have to look at my phone. Yeah. Which is That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. I, I I heard someone say once, when did time become God? You know, it's about the quality, not the quantity of your sobriety. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that sometimes. It's like, there are some days where uh, all I've got is time. You know, I'm, I'm acting like a full-blown alcoholic. All my character defects are right up front. I'm behaving like a lunatic. And maybe I'm not drinking. You know, but mm-hmm. then there's days where I'm grounded and I'm working on the steps and I'm working on, and those are great days. And those that's what counts. That's so interesting that you mentioned that because, yeah, in the beginning, it is all about the time. You're just like, got to get the days, you know, but like, yeah, when you stop focusing on the time, like if that's all you've got, then you're right. You're not really in recovery. You're just kind of grinding it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. White, white knuckling it. Mm-hmm. That was a term I heard a lot. Ah, uh, okay. So what does that mean? That means you are not drinking, but you're not working on your sobriety. Basically, so you're basically view. going through life with clenched fists and yes. grinding your jaw, just waiting for the days to end. That's yeah. right. And if some, and I also, I kind of imagine somebody at the edge of a bar with a big whiskey right in front of them, and they're gripping the oh, edge of the bar, like trying that. to stay away from that whiskey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they're, you know, and and the amazing thing is how strong, how much will we do have that. A lot of us can be, so, you know, dry for years, decades, mm-hmm. white-knuckling it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But it's not really living. No. It's not really living, and it doesn't feel good. Like, 
Happy, no. joyous, and free is what I want. Yeah. And that's something we talk about also. Like, are you happy, joyous, mm. and free? Um, and people will say that so fast in meetings that you just don't really catch it all. But um, when I'm working my program and doing a really good job with it, I am happy, joyous, and free. Mm-hmm. And I don't white-knuckle it. And I'm flowing on, like, God's terms, you know? Yeah. Um, and not trying to steer the ship. I'm just floating. Yeah, like when we're in the stream, we're happy, joyous, and free. And when we're not, we're restless, irritable, and discontented. So that's how you can measure where you're at in terms of your recovery. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That also reminds me of another term, which is the pink cloud. Okay, what's the pink cloud? The pink cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is like... Uh, your new time, your your uh, beginning time in recovery when you're starting to get the program and you're not just happy, joyous, and free. You're like fucking psychotic with like ecstasy <laughs> about this. You're just like, wee! Oh, <laughs> falling kinda, in love. Kind of going off the deep end with it and then you want to tell your brother what he should be doing in recovery. You want to like tell people how, how amazing it is so that they do it too. And so, you know, just kind of like dialing it up to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's this oh, moderation there's there's a moderate amount of that um and we alcoholics are not really great at moderation no we learn that <laughs> if a little bit's good more of it's wonderful yeah and uh so so yeah the pink cloud is usually a phase and if you can just kind of like be aware you're in it and then keep on keep on keeping on with the program it'll mm-hmm. it'll pass and settle into a really great contentedness mm-hmm. that's awesome well, it's been so nice having you guys here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming. So I'm just glad. so excited to have <laughs> you speak to our group today and that you agreed to do it. And I was just thrilled. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.